the City Rev Life Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm here with Pastor Roby. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you feeling today? Doing great. Well, good. Well, hey, we're starting a new series. Uh, it is called Jesus and LGBTQ+. Uh, we're having a conversation about what is an important topic in our time, and so we want to handle it well. And so over the course of the next several episodes of the City Rev Life Podcast, we're going to be working through this. And so, Roby, why don't you kind of just frame and set up for us how we're going to approach this conversation and if it, how it relates really to the other conversations that are going to come. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our our church, City Rev, is we love our city. We love mm-hmm. people. We love, um, first and foremost, we love Jesus. And we, um, we love his word. We love the scripture. We think that our belief about the Bible is that the Bible is life-giving, yeah. and it is ultimately expressing God's love for humanity. And yeah. so um, when it comes to the discussion about LGBTQ+, um, and, the, and the, that community, and all of the discussions surrounding that, yeah. we, the hope is that we should be able to have a safe, loving conversation and be able to have a, create a place where people from different perspectives on that subject can have a place to, to have that conversation. Yeah. And so our hope through this series is several things. And this is really, this first episode is really kind of an introduction to that, to kind right. of set the tone. We want to really explore um, what does the scripture say about this. There's some differing opinions on that. We're going to walk through the scripture. We're going to walk through how we navigate our relationships, how we navigate um, walking through the the time that that we're in, and hopefully create a safe place. So let me just start by saying this: you may be listening to this, and our hope is that no matter wh- what perspective you're coming from on this subject that you find this series to be helpful, mm-hmm. instructive, but especially safe. This is not, the Bible talks about how Jesus absorbed co- the condemnation on, on himself. So no matter what perspective you're coming from, the intention is that no one would listen to this and feel condemned, but that you'd feel like this is a safe place to to uh, a safe series to listen to on this subject, and it would be enlightening, enlightening, and even a step further, our hope would be that this series could create and set the tone for safe dialogue between mm-hmm. people that have differing perspectives. Yeah. So maybe there's two different, maybe it's family members, a brother and sister, or a parent and a child, or two friends, and... Um, maybe have differing opinions on this subject, but hopefully this podcast could create some good discussion, good safe discussion uh, between uh, between friends or family members. And so yeah. that's really the, the hope for this. Yeah. So we're wanting to have a conversation about love and what does it look like to have this conversation with love? Mm-hmm. And love is, is primary in the scripture and mm-hmm. we need to define love. So how would you walk us through that? Where, what, what do we mean by we need to be able to have a loving conversation? Yes, absolutely. I think that that is key for it to be a safe conversation. It should be a loving conversation. And I, I think it would be fair to say most people, regardless of where they're at on the subject, you know, maybe there are some people that would, you know, affirm the LGBTQ community or even identify in that community. And then there's others that would not affirm that. And I think 
all sides, I think, would say their intention is to show love. Mm-hmm. And so we, we want to define that. I think at the same time, we have to also acknowledge that there has been a surrounding this discussion and surrounding individuals um, that are in the middle of this discussion. There has been things that, at least I, I can speak maybe just from personal experience, I've heard stories that are very unloving on all sides. Mm-hmm. So let me give a couple examples. There, uh, a friend of mine um, who would identify in the LGBTQ community shared about how he grew up in church and how he, uh, when he came out, so to speak, he came to some of the people in the church that, um, and he defines himself as a gay man, and he came out as a gay man, the way the church handled it was maybe well-intentioned, but it was very unloving. And so he was very publicly uh, shunned, condemned, kicked out, and it broke all of those relationships, and it was just very clear that he was not welcome in that that church community. And so um, I don't know what the, which church it was, but um, I, I, that was not a loving way to handle that. On the flip side, I have a friend that would not identify in the LGBTQ community, but when he was in his adolescence, he had some questions and even was struggling with maybe some uh, gender confusion, had some questions about that, had maybe some um, some questions about some same-sex attraction and spoke to a counselor who was very strong uh, af- uh, affirming the LGBTQ community, but instead of just listening to the place that that person was at, began putting labels on him, and it became very damaging to this individual, very confusing, and now that person looks back and says, hey, I was walking through a space where I just had questions and someone was forcing some labels on me mm-hmm. in order to affirm their perspective on LGBTQ community. And so like, there is space where there's unloving things happening in this community, where I, in this discussion, whereas I think all are at best attempting and intending to show love. So I think it's important that even before we enter into it, let's just create the framework. If this is going to be a loving conversation, what do we mean by love? How can we have this? How can we disagree? How can we talk through it and show love? Yeah. And I think that one of the ways we talk past each other is we have different different understandings of what is meant by love. Mm-hmm. What, what does love actually look like uh, in our lived experience, in our relationships, and in real life? And so let's go there. Let's define it. How would you define love? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to just look at what does the scripture define as love? And so there is one of the most famous passages in scripture for good reason. It's profound, defines the concept of love, and it's uh, 1 Corinthians 13. So let's just walk through this passage. Let me read this. It says this, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Hmm. Let's just pause there for a second. There's another section that, that we'll read. In this passage in the Bible, God's description of what it means to be loving is super dramatic 
mm. basically says, like, he basically highlights three of the most spiritually impressive things you could possibly do, like modern or historic, right. and says, without love, they are absolutely worthless. Yeah. And so, uh, for example, he talks about, if I, if I give away all I have, like someone who, like, sur- like everything they have, sell all their possessions and give it away. If someone to, is to the point where they are a martyr, they give themselves their body to be burned. So, like, someone... First of all, it's instructive that Paul is insinuating that it's even possible to do those things. To do those things outside without love. Outside of love, right? A- absolutely. Sure. It's possible to be very spiritually fervent to the point of being willing to be martyred for something. Yeah. And not have love. Yeah. Fueled with pride, fueled with self-centeredness, self-righteousness. Exactly. There's yeah. a lot of things. It can be possible to give away all that you have. Now, this is an interesting one. It's possible to give away all that you have like sell your possessions and impoverish uh, yourself to get to, mm. and not have love. And there's incredible um, what would appear to be self selfless things that someone can do, but it may again be coming out of trying to prove themselves to be something, trying to demonstrate, prove to themselves that they're something. Yeah. Wanting glory. Wanting glory and wanting recognition, but it's not it's not loving. And then those things are worthless, it mm-hmm. says, according to this, without, without um, love. He then says this, and I think this is particularly important for this subject. He says, if I can understand all mysteries and have all knowledge, but don't have love, I am nothing. And so a, a lot of times when we come into difficult, challenging discussions, um, and this is, I think, true on all sides of this discussion, what we can hold up is like, well, I know the truth, and if I know the truth, then I have license to handle that truth unlovingly. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of having, if, if, if everyone could have the superior knowledge, the data, the evidence, the life experience, that they could know the stories that I know, then, uh, then, then they would all agree with me. And so that, that, that kind of gives license to then handle the truth in an unloving way. And yeah. I think there's examples of, of this on all sides of this discussion. But the scripture says, without love, even having all knowledge and understanding all mysteries. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I mean, that's a big statement. There's nothing left a mystery to someone, but if they have love, they are nothing. And so the, the, the centrality of love is absolutely vital. Mm-hmm. It is the it is the DNA of someone who is born of God, according to First John. Right. That is the family attribute of someone who belongs to God. Is that they show they show love. Right. So I'm hearing you say these first few verses in First Corinthians 13 make it clear: love is central. It's at the core. It is the primary attribute of a follower of Christ. It's what the Scripture calls us to in every situation. And so then let's keep reading and, and nail down for us, what is love? Yes. Define it. Love is not, uh, it's not the antithesis of truth. There, truth and love are not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Truth and love go together. What's profound here is that uh, I think Paul is challenging us to lead out with love mm-hmm. and that love is where we, where we lead off. So what does that mean? Let's keep going. What then does love look like? Listen to this description. It is, it, it's really beautiful. He says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. 
It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Really beautiful description. And mm-hmm. so here's that then guides us. Uh, it, it's, it's truly significant biblically that we need to start this discussion and all discussions being mm-hmm. reminded what does love look like. And so what is love? It's patient. If we um, are going to enter into this discussion as a church community, as a broader community, if we're going to have this discussion within families, within friend groups, if we're going to have this discussion um, within small groups, if we're going to have this discussion with coworkers, if we're going to have this discussion uh, in, in all the various venues that this subject matter is talked about, it needs to be done with patience and kind, kindness. Mm-hmm. It's, it cannot be done with arrogance. There is never license to be rude. Mm-hmm. This subject matter is not a punchline. It's not, it's on either side. It's not a discussion for name calling. It is, the, it, there's no space for rudeness. It's not irritable and resentful. It doesn't, it, at the same time, it, love will never rejoice in wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. It will always lift up the truth. Uh, that's loving. Love always bears all things. Love, I, I love how this ends. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. I think it like love believes the best mm-hmm. in, in others. And I think the, the antithesis of this is uh, bitterness, antagonism, enmity, where uh, people that have a differing perspective of, of us, um, where whichever side someone's approaching this on, we can look at that person without love. We look at that person as we don't try to think the best of what's going on inside of them. Yeah. But love, love believes all things, hopes all things, love endures all things, and love is consistent. There's no end to to how love operates. Yeah. So this gives us like th- this is what this discussion is supposed to look like. This is uh, th- this is what th- these are some of the the attributes of how this discussion is supposed to feel. That's great. And the the point that you made just to introduce that section about love and truth are things that are, they're mixed in together. They're very much integrated, like integrated in the way that we even discuss them, right? right? Even as we think about love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It's just truth is at the center of this. Yes. And so moving forward into the conversations we're about to have, Maybe is there a way way to tee up what's about to come and how it relates to what's being described here in 1 Corinthians 13? Yes, absolutely. And so uh, the the in the end, the one of the things that love does is love is going to uphold truth. Furthermore, in this discussion, there is that is actually at the center of this discussion because. On depending on the different sides of this discussion, whether someone is would identify with the LGBTQ community or not, or affirm that com- that community as a valid um, identity or not, 
that is coming down there. There are basically two fundamental, distinct views of truth. Yeah. And so um, that's where we've, we've got to go. I think the take the discussion is saying, okay, there is one central question that is at the core mm-hmm. of this entire... It's, it is a very complicated discussion. It's a complex discussion, and there's, there's uh, all different nuances to it. However, at the core of this discussion is really one simple discussion about the nature of truth. And typically, this entire discussion is kind of boiled down to one view of truth versus the other view of truth. And the most loving thing to do is going to be uphold truth. And so we've got to go to that. And that's where we're going to go in this next episode. That's helpful. And so we hope that this uh, sets you up to join us for the next several conversations and that this could be something that you could share with others as you're having this conversation. And I would just encourage you, hey, th- this is a part one. There's more that we're going to discuss, uh, but lean in and, and be a part of what uh, we're talking about as we want to be honest, as we want to be open, as we want to look into the scripture and what it says. Um, but we hope that this has been helpful to you, and we'll see you on the next episode of the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.